welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to after, and others to After Further Review. Mark Ferrer, John Pelkey, and Jeff Taylor with you for episode number 98. Remember, mm. folks, episode 100 is coming up Friday, the same day John Pelkey officially begins his reign yeah. as the Toronto Raptors, the voice of the Toronto Raptors. The voice of the Raptors. We're going to have to yeah. talk about Friday because I may have to go over a little earlier being the opening game, so we may have to adjust times. So just be aware. That's fine, and maybe, or maybe we uh, we adjust times. That would be great. Maybe we do a morning show, whatever it is. I think it's time to uh, revisit a lot of things with after further review as we hit our hundred uh, episode oh, anniversary. Well, oh, I, I think we just need you know yeah, need to examine be. ways to to you somehow see. keep growing the show, or at least grow the show, or do something with the show. You see, our good friend Trey Wingo now kind of stealing uh, our idea a little bit with his new podcast since he got. Uh, unceremoniously shuffled out the door at uh, ESPN. Uh, so he's another fired Disney employee like the rest of us. Um, did he just get, uh, I mean, he just got unceremoniously dumped. They didn't happened? renew. They, I guess they didn't renew his contract, which was up. Uh, it was announced a couple of months ago, but he just wrapped it up a day or so uh, ago. Um, but yeah, so he's got a podcast that's uh, telling you like the revisiting old stories of the past, but it's not like our, you know, our deep dives, none of them happen in the, 21st century clearly nothing that we've ever talked about barely the 20th century for some of them um and his are, are more um recent things it, it, it appears but i'm a big trey wingo fan so i hope uh, i hope it's good we uh we were you know relatively good acquaintances back in the day he came we were a lot we we yeah. hung out with him at dsbn the weekend he was a, uh, yeah he was a good guy he was a lot of fun and uh wish him the, the best. best and uh yeah i think um Maybe we should maybe we should take that hint, John, as opposed to competing with ten thousand other sports talk podcasts. You know, maybe we next? compete with one other, and it's no. Trey Wingo. We can no. bank off of Trey Wingo's, you know, it's uh, next, Jeff. love you know, and Jeff. energy and Jeff. You know, it's next, no, Jeff. You know, it's next UCF podcast. That's he's going to throw that one out to me as he did. <sighs> no, no, I just think more playing I think, BYU. I think we revisit the deep the Tone Bowl, Mark. You got to be excited about that. BYU, UCF, BYU. the Boca Raton Bowl. It's pretty, pretty solid, actually. It's good. It's a good matchup, isn't it? I'm, embra- I'm embracing that full throatedly. I, I, I personally think the- I personally think a Stetson baseball podcast would be better. I I'm think I think deep. I mean, I'm all for Stetson Stetson baseball number one, but I'm also number two, uh, all for revisiting the deep dives. And yes, right. there's lots to talk about during football season, but no one listens because there's 10,000 other right. sports podcasts. Uh, Are we actually enough. doing this for people to listen? Isn't it just so you and we I can just don't... talk about football and, and just rip on all of we the, used to do, Mark and all I used to spend reaction. all morning together, and then we'd work at the club together. And if we didn't have this, then I don't know what we would. We saw more of our... I, I saw more of you than I did my wife. You saw more no, no. of me than you did your significant other at the time. And so, yeah, it's no, the ground, the, the, the ground would not be the same if there wasn't a dose of uh, John Pelkey uh, during the day for, for me, even, even currently during COVID mm-hmm. Joe Connolly is not going to be here the entire time. He brought up a great point and this is, uh, this is something we want to revisit later, but if Joe, if you can uh, quickly type up the, 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 the games that coastal Carolina has played, they have played, Two or three top 25 teams. Uh, at least and two. And they're undefeated right now. I think Louisiana, they're going to play again, and they've played then. They're a top 25 team. Right. They obviously played BYU as well, and they've played some other teams that, that have pretty good records. 
compared to a five-win Ohio State team that hasn't played anyone outside of Indiana that is ranked. And you just wonder if there shouldn't be more love given. Now, obviously, in terms of justice, the NCAA, is there anything about the NCAA, John, that's just? Absolutely not. Right, no. exactly. I mean, it, if, if anything, it represents the injustice of America. It, frankly, it's one I of those say. entities, and this is not uncommon in you know business. It's one of those entities um, that follows the rules when it benefits them. Yeah. And when it does not benefit them, they will change the rules. I mean, that's a lot. You know, Big Ten just did that, as a matter of fact. But uh, that's that's pretty much how they have operated. They are the the bell cow of of entities that operate in that manner and very seldom bringing common sense to bear with their rulemaking. I I will say that, you know, obviously we we have talked about uh, injustice in America, but obviously if, if you're a student of American history, you know, the arc of history has bent towards justice in 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 America. There's no doubt about it. But none of the bending towards justice, it's happened in the NFL. It's happened with a lot of other sports. It's never happened in the NCAA. I would. It's starting to try. I think think we're seeing things are starting to trend in a different direction because uh, we talked about the the idea that the Power Five would break away and perhaps not uh, work within the confines of the NCAA. And that sounds crazy on its face. But when you do your homework, it actually might benefit everyone involved, frankly. Um, I also think that that has something to do with uh, the player likeness stuff that uh, that legal stuff that has come down as of recent um, about uh, players need to be paid for that. You can't put video games together with these guys uh, just because you don't say their name. If it's their likeness and their statistics and all of that, you're you probably owe them for that as you do any professional that uh, that's in a video game um, marketing of jerseys and all of that. Uh, so I think it may be trending a little bit more towards what, what it's going to do is it will continue to minimize non power five college football. But I think Mark in the end, that'll get back to, uh, I don't think it'll be as bad as people think it'll get back to being a little more regional. Um, and uh, I think that those smaller schools, when they're no longer doing battle and I don't mean on the field, but I just mean for your, for your dollar with uh, in the same um, pot as those power five schools, I think it might benefit them in the end. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I agree with you. There's a great article on ESPN and I think we'll try and revisit it sometime during the show today about what a 32 team playoff would look like, what a 16 team playoff would look like, what an 18 team, uh, eight team uh, playoff would look like. And, and, and frankly, I think 16 is, is the best way to go, but mm-hmm. eight can work. Eight would be a great, great step in the right direction. Five conference champions and then three wild cards go from there. Okay, so they so quickly, before we uh, get into the real meat of the show, we'll do a progressive Jalen trivia Hurts, as well. Which first, I, first ballot Hall of Famer, Jalen Hurts, first ballot Hall of Famer. That's our first. That right is our first. Thing. That is our first topic, along with the fact that Carson Wentz will never play in the NFL. Never, never, never take a snap. He will never take another snap in the NFL again. Colin Kaepernick will play in the NFL before Carson Wentz will play in the NFL. That's our overreaction Monday for today. So they, they played uh, Louisiana, number 21, number eight, BYU. 
uh, at the time. Kansas, they play top 25 Louisiana again. Ohio State play uh, beat a not, uh, two and five Nebraska, three and five Penn State, three and five Rutgers, two and five Michigan State, and yes, a six and one Indiana, and they're five and zero. Oh, and Carolina is Coastal Carolina is eleven and zero. Oh. Yeah, they, those are just those are just the kind of things that would be alleviated, John Pelkey. If there was an eight team playoff to me, that is not that big of an ask. Mm-mm. That's one more round is all it is, is one right. more round of games. It's one more weekend. That's it. So I, I, I uh, we'll, we'll get onto that a little bit later. We'll talk about Shoegate as well, which unfortunately, luckily your weekend was balanced. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about the, how the, the footballers, I, I'm reading that. That's what people are calling them a lot, the footballers. The footballers. And okay, I we'll love do. that. I love that. At any rate, we're going to get into the weekend that was. Let's first start uh, with a little progressive trivia. I think oh, this boy. is a fun one. I think you'll enjoy it. Played for 10-plus years, career numbers, 700-plus receptions, 11,000-plus reception receiving yards, I should say, 60-plus TDs, solid numbers. Played with multiple teams, two-time All-Pro, but never led the NFL in reception yards or touchdowns. So we're looking for an NFL player, obviously a receiver, obviously, and we will move on from there. Let's start with uh, let's start with your footballers, John and Jeff. Frankly, <laughs> I was talking to Jeff earlier. You know, the 49ers had a very good defensive performance. They held the footballers to like 173 yards. Yes, no touchdowns. No touchdowns. Yeah. Your uh, running back was was hurt, so he wasn't starting. But Alex Smith had a bad game, and uh, and uh, no touchdowns, 173 yards, and yet the game sort of was never in doubt because Chase Young wreaks so much havoc, and Nick Mullins is obviously not a starting quarterback in the National Football League. <laughs> but regardless, your defense had two touchdowns, and you won four in a row. Yeah. And you are now in first place in the NFC East. And not only did I predict the win, but I'm telling you, when the the footballers make the playoffs in the last 20 years, it's only been three times, but every one of those times, it's because of a late-season run. Remember, the last time they made the playoffs with Kyle and Mike Shanahan and RG3, they were 3-6 and six at one point in time, won their last seven in a row, and had a 14-0 lead, by the way. First uh, the first round of the playoffs against the Seattle Seahawks, I love I love this story. Mm. Not only setting that up like that, that's a great story. First off, then you add Chase Young and the obvious defensive rookie of the year that he is, and and, and how much havoc he wreaks, and how much you have to just love this kid. Then you add, oh by the way, Alex Smith to this. This is the best sports story. Oh, can I stop you there? Out Ron there, Rivera. Maybe. Ron Rivera is also going through cancer treatment. Oh, by the way, Just, I'm so sorry I missed that one. Yeah, he. Yeah. And, and any other and, year, that'd be the big story for a team. I, I would say in 2020, I would argue. <laughs> I would argue that well, it's obviously the best sports story in 2020. I would argue. I mean, at least put it out there that it's the best story. In 2020, wow. okay. yeah, there's a vaccine. Yeah, half the country is happy with the election, but I would say it's the best story. Well, of 2020. Uh, maybe I, I, I think I think the thing that's interesting. Prove me about wrong, John Pelkey. Prove me wrong, uh, I, and I can't, nor would I try. Uh, but I, I do think it's also interesting that the Washington Footballers, uh, in the past, they were the team that always thrived in a strike-shortened year, 
or, you know, with a lot of stuff going on outside, yes. you know, outside yes. things that weren't happening on the field. And I don't know that anybody thought in 87 um, or 82 that they were the best team in football throughout the entire season. But they put it together at the right time. This team, by they the way, were. is not going to do that. They're not going to get the playoffs and then sweep through it like a scythe. And, you know, but this said, uh, I, I, I like that you're giving Chase Young uh, some love because he is more than likely the defensive. How can you not? He is, he's along with uh, Bosa and, and Donald, you know, one of those defensive linemen that really does seem to have a play in and play out effect on everything that's going on um, on the field. It's also a good defense around him. They've got guys who can get pressure on you, which makes it difficult. You have, when you have a chase young, because you can't double team him. Um, So yeah, it's a great story, but their offense scored what three field goals, four field goals, and 173 yards. Their offense had a bad game, but that's yeah. But that's when you know something's going on in your favor when you have that kind of performance offensively, and you you don't win going away, but you sort of you sort of were in control most of the game, and defense and certainly seemed to be. You've got to you've got to feel that when you, when you have that kind of you know highly mediocre performance on offense, and you still win relatively comfortably yeah, agreed that things are going in your favor. Yeah. But don't, let's on the not, road. You have to travel across the country for crying out loud. Let's not over, uh, <laughs> let's not give, let's not overreact to this because San Francisco is also a transitional team week in and week out because of all of the injuries. No, I has played well at times. Let, let's yeah. be honest there. He has played well at times. He didn't yesterday. Uh, clearly, uh, and he hasn't played well during this during this season. Really, uh, on balance, I should say, on balance, you're right. At times, he's he's made, made good throws. Right. Yeah, um, but uh, and again, that's just making my argument for me. It's a it's a uh, Kyle Shanahan deserves a lot of credit because I think San Francisco has has put forth better effort in games um, and uh, been a lot more dangerous a team than any of us thought they could be given all the injuries and the people given how lost. given how undermanned they've been all yeah. year they're 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 well coached so uh you know it's yes i'm not going to overreact to the washington football team oh i because, thought okay well that's my that's what i mean this overreaction monday i lead with that the footballers are the best story in 2020 but you know I can't do that for my teams. I'm more the sandbagging sort, and and for I get it. And I know we're going to talk about Florida and their loss, but you know for the, for the entirety of this season, when everybody's jumped on and said how great the Gators looked, at, I said that defense is not a championship caliber defense, and the Every Washington time. offense is not a playoff winning caliber offense at this point in time. Um, they did have injury at running back, and they can run the ball relatively well. They're limited in the passing game. Um, Alex Smith yeah. got banged up a little yesterday. Right. Um, but so, hear me out with this one, Johnny. Hear me out. Okay. Alex Smith has gotten the San Francisco 49ers who had not – the 2010 San Francisco – 2011 San Francisco 49ers who had not gotten to the playoffs in nine years. Nine years. Right. And uh, he got that team to the championship game. Would have gotten them to the Super Bowl if, if – um, Kenlin Williams or uh, so, someone, uh, the, our punt returner, two fumbled punts mm. in key moments against a a Giants oh, team that yeah. wasn't as good in San Francisco. Yep. It was at your house. I uh, made um, Chase 
You know, I, 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 I cut him out at the knees emotionally during yes. your party. Former West uh, Virginia Mountaineer football player, yes. formerly known as Jeff Sniffen, now known as Jeff Chase because he is an actor. At any guy. rate, this is my point, is that Alex Smith has proven, and with Kansas City as well, and with your, your footballers, that he can be a very good game manager. If you are healthy with the running with the running situation and you can hold the ball for a while, that defense yeah. wreaks so much havoc. This is what happened last year with the San Francisco 49ers and Nick Bosa. Mm. You get a very good defense and you add someone who is all world to it. Yeah. Then all of a sudden people, to your point, they don't know who to block. Right. And it wreaks Tough. havoc on anyone. I don't care who you are. And if you can manage the game on the other side, which Alex Smith, when healthy, has proven he can do. Yeah. That happened with the Chiefs. The Chiefs were in prime position for many, many years under Andy Reid with Alex Smith. And Andy Reid just hadn't broken the seal, if you will, of, of being a kind of a clam postseason uh, coach. Ron Rivera doesn't really have that hanging around his neck. Ron Rivera right. has proven that he can be a pretty clutch coach. And he certainly came from a clutch organization uh when he played with the chicago bears so at any rate i i have a good feeling i know you don't want to say it i know you want to don't want to jinx it but the footballers are a team that i'm um i'm getting behind right now i love i'm actually happy they beat the niners on some level i want to say this too a uh, small silver lining to the injury at running back is that they when he went out they had to bring in the the kid mckissick who they found out is a good pass catcher out of the backfield, yeah. which I think once they have Gibson back, they'll be able to utilize him in that role where he doesn't have to be the running back. He can be a pass catcher on, on first and second down. And we always knew that the offense was going to be a work in progress. Even if Haskins had stayed in there, we all, everybody was trying to point out, you know, he still hasn't gotten a lot of starts. Uh, you know, he actually was as effective as Alex yesterday, frankly, uh, with the offense. There were a lot of things that just uh, weren't working. And let's give San Francisco some credit. Again, they are they for all the injuries that the Niners play hard and they're well coached. So, I'm, those, I'm, so it's a good win. Um, that was a great defensive effort by the San Francisco 49ers. If they didn't have three turnovers that led to 17 points, they would have won the game. Yeah. Probably going away a little bit. But. That's okay. I mean, I'm fine with it. This season after, is lost for the 49ers. Everyone knows why it's been lost for the 49ers. It's not anything. We shan't speak, uh, of, them again. We shan't speak of them again. We probably, they, they probably won't ever be spoken of again. And the thing is, Mark, for all of this talk that we've done now, and I don't know how long it's gone on, that's not even the best story in the NFC East yesterday. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's amazing because the, the other story <laughs> – is remarkable not only because of the performance by by obviously Jalen Hurts, but the fact that that Carson it's a, it's a two pronged story. Carson Wentz will never will never play in never in, take another snap. Probably will never do that again. It Check is so Twitter. interesting. Got to be true. He, Hurts had over a hundred yards of rushing, right? And they ran and they had another uh, back who a hundred yards yes. as well. I mean, they ran all over New Orleans against the best team. We we were like. Sing, I was. I picked the Saints as as my lock. I was sure? singing their praises. They were the leading defense, the leading defense in the National Football League, the New Orleans Saints. And we 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 talked about they don't even need Drew Brees really because if they have Michael uh, Tucker, Michael um, Thomas, Michael Tucker, Michael Thomas, and uh, and Michael Alvin Thomas. Alvin Kamara healthy, that 
they're very, very dangerous sure. offensively. And if they're the best defensive team in the league, right? then obviously – and they were gashed for, what, almost 250 yards on the ground. Hadn't given 100 yards up to a rusher in 55 games. See, so they were due. <laughs> so Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. somehow made that happen. There's no way Doug Peterson goes back I, to our I know how this happened. I know how this happened, and you're right about that because it became clear that that team has zero faith and potentially zero like for Carson Wentz because guys were playing their hearts out for Jalen Hurts. Well, I'm going to say this, though, about that. You've had some guys on that team come to Carson Wentz's defense uh, quite a bit. So I I don't think Carson Wentz has lost the locker room. I think, uh, actually, let me flip that around. I think Carson Wentz has lost uh, any sort of uh, confidence that he has in the people around him. And I think he has tendency to be, you know, he's a little gambler anyway. He's that sort of a player, a little bit of a risk-reward guy, but he's a a baller. uh, And I think he's lost confidence, and I think that's caused him to press – and I think that and a lot of other things, he hasn't played well. But I mean, I think there are some reasons behind it. Also, let's keep in mind with Jalen Hurts, and I love Jalen Hurts. He started at Alabama as a freshman. And, uh, you know, it, it, he was able to come off the bench at Alabama and have success. He was able to start and have success. He was able to go to Oklahoma and play maybe even a little bit better. He is a very, very good quarterback. Um, but I think mainly the Saints just didn't know what to expect from him. True. I mean, that's because as true. athletic as he is, Mark, he's really known more for being a quarterback than he's not like Lamar Jackson. We knew that Lamar Jackson, when he came into the league, was going to have to improve on his passing, but that he was such a uniquely special athlete at the quarterback position, a la Michael Vick, that he could really, really hurt you with his legs. We knew hurts good to a point. I don't think anyone, to, to Jeff's point, how long has it been? No one expected what we saw, but was that because they just didn't know what to expect? Now, he has been named the starter for next week. That uh, Doug Peterson did that just a bit ago, and I think they stay with him. I don't think they have a choice Good. but to stay with him. However, Obviously. before Obviously. we put the – You're not going to pull him after that performance. You're but, after, but, but, but let's not put the cart before the horse. They also are, owe $11 let's billion. Let's not put the Carson before the horse. The Carson before the horse. They owe $11 billion to Carson Wentz still. So I, I, think I think the, the, I think the Bears – I think the Bears might be interested in, in, a, in a Carson Wentz. There are a couple of places where his name has popped up. Agreed. I think Chicago would be a great landing place for him, frankly. Because so he can get hurt, player. and then Nick Foles can take over, and they can win the Super Bowl? That's there it really, is. It's, it's perfect. perfect. It's, it's perfect. a cold wet, but it's a cold-weather city, Yeah, and they need someone with uh, skills that are you know a little bit better than, than Mitch's, even though he's been playing well lately. A little bit better, and, sure. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that would be a great landing spot for him, but – yeah, Jalen Hurts and that performance was really fun to see. I mean, it's really fun to see I, that kind of thing in the National Football League. It really I, is. I think defenses are going to adjust to him, but one thing I did notice about him is that he made great decisions on when right. to run the football. He threw the ball away quite a few times when there wasn't a lane for him to run down, but at other times he'd be looking for the pass, looking for the pass, and then he'd go for it, and you can't stop that. And no, and that's, that goes back yeah. to my. I'm sorry, that goes back to my point where he was known as a quarterback, not just an athlete playing the position, because he does have a good mind for the game as well. I wish him absolutely the best, but I will say, 
having, you know, five days notice that you're going to defend somebody that you've never seen take anything more than a couple of snaps in garbage time. That's that's tough for the best defensive coordinators and the best defenses. Uh, Lenny, yes, the 49ers will be back. We were just joking about they will never be heard from again. That's no, they're done. They're done. Uh, they, they want to talk about uh, Sarah Fuller as well, which I love that story for crying out loud. I love I love that. That is one uh, that is one example of the of the NCAA actually bending uh, the arc of history towards justice just because, you know, why the hell not? Yeah. Why the hell not? Agreed. And if and if and and w- what I love about that is it's what and, and I know people disagree with this. But when certain uh, people come to the fore a little too early than they should, maybe a, well, a little too early than, than people are ready, what it does is it brings out, it brings out the, the, the bile. Sure. And all the people that are upset with Sarah Fuller, that's the bile. That's the stuff you just need to just hang, and that's going to happen. Yeah. And that's that's the way it is. I mean, I will say this when Obama became president, that's what happened there as well. Well, and for Sarah, and, too, uh, you know, do your homework, because I saw a lot of people complaining about it because they're like, why didn't they go to the men's soccer team? They don't have one. They, they, they don't have a, they don't have a soccer team and their whole and their whole kicker. They, they, they don't have a leg to stand on. No <laughs> pun intended. Uh, pun their whole intended. kicking room did what the Denver quarterback room was, was they all either somebody was injured or they all had COVID. So it was, yes, it was a little bit of a reach, but the funny thing for me was uh, I got into an argument on, uh, on Twitter with a guy and a good natured one about, cause I said the, there was a story out there that several Vanderbilt players were going to quit the team. Uh, because they thought that it was just, uh, you know, a social experiment and blah, right, blah, blah, and all right, this right, stuff. Right. Well, first of all, we've had that. That was a rumor and nothing's really backed that up to this point in time. But I thought, wow, they're so embarrassed by that, that they would quit the team. They're not embarrassed by the fact that without a female on the team, they didn't win a game. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. Horrible. yeah. They're more embarrassed like, about that than they are you, about. You, the you might want to be embarrassed. That they part of <laughs> you're you're a starter on. A, oh, and, you know, again, the, the story was probably just, you know, people trying to throw stuff out there and, and get you. a response. Right. But uh, but good for her. And good. And, and, and here's the other thing, too. Nobody would have said word one about any Vanderbilt football game. If it hadn't that's her. that, that's the only reason I could see why guys would be mad is they're like, man, we are terrible. And now people are watching. Well, they watched and cheered. <laughs> now people you. know, now they people know that we're terrible. They, they don't, they don't look past Alabama and Florida. The best right. player of are. our team is the kicker. And now really? people are noticing. Oof, oof. Yeah, you know, and, and again, let's let's always remember Vanderbilt does not have an athletic director. They, they are essentially an Ivy League school in in Tennessee. Uh, they're in Tennessee, right? Yeah, they're in uh, in Nashville. Um, they're you know, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that was funny. And 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 the funny thing was the guy who kind of came at after me for saying the toxic masculinity thing. And when I explained, I didn't mean it about necessarily about the people complaining i meant it more about these players that it's like really you're offended by this and you're not offended by how poorly you've played and he even was like all right well that's actually a good point you know so anyway that uh good for her i I, i'm happy about it uh breaking news did if you didn't see it uh on there that washington will no longer be playing in a pac-12 championship game they are out due to covid oregon will replace them and it's a better football game with oregon in my mind in there because SEC and and ucla had a fun game this weekend by the way they they really did and usc unlike normal pac-12 contests they took care of business 
They did. They made it happen. And they got outplayed for a lot of that game. They came back hard. I mean, they were down, what, 28-3, 28 yes. like that. And uh, Chip Kelly's done a, kind of a nice job with them. And maybe it, things uh, are starting to turn. Maybe things are starting to turn a little bit. Who knows? Maybe yeah. I can, maybe I can uh, kind of get on board get with the uh, best with uniforms the in the back 12. Not included. But I, I will say that uh, USC is looking pretty fun. So they'll, they'll get some consideration for sure. Let's go to our progressive trivia. We had uh, our first set of clues and thank you, Jeff, for bringing that up because I was ready and uh, visually. It, it's just gave it's it funny. Me. That was a, that was a, a trip there, but uh it, wasn't hey man, it was perfect. The timing was perfect. It was serendipitous. I played 10 plus years in the National Football League career numbers as a receiver, obviously 700 plus receptions, 11,000 plus receiving yards, 60 plus touchdowns. It is not not Art Monk. I saw that with Joe Connolly. That was a good guess, by the way. Yep. Played with multiple teams. Did, did Art Monk play with multiple teams, Johnny? Played with the Jets, the Eagles and the, and the Washington footballers. So then, yes. Uh, two-time All-Pro, never did lead the NFL in reception yards or TDs. I will say he did lead uh, in uh, receptions at one point. Beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. I thought I'd throw that just for you, John, so you can start thinking about stuff. Beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. That's going to that's gonna make Johnny think. Second-round pick, three playoff appearances with two teams and a six-time Pro Bowler. Beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Wow. Come on. Is that that? Because, you know, the aforementioned Jeff Chase, who was Jeff Sniffen, played Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Yes. When he was at West Virginia. It wasn't the Major Harris. That was the Fiesta Bowl in in 88. That was the Fiesta Bowl. I believe it was the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be the Fiesta Bowl? Uh, I just didn't think they were a thing by then. I guess they were. I guess they had had been a Fiesta Bowl for a long time. That, I think, was the game where they actually uh, put together a number one and a number two. Uh, got sponsorship, and they're they're the ones who started really. You that was know, a national that, championship that, game. It really know, was. As that boulder started rolling downhill, they gave it a big push with that because that game at the time was, I think, the you know the most watched bowl game. And yeah, uh, Major Harris, right? Major Harris, yeah. And that West Virginia it was a good West Virginia team, but uh, you know, they, Lou they Holtz, did not. Yeah, they did not. Yeah, Lou Holtz made a championship. I'm sure did something wrong. Piece of garbage. Sorry, not a fan. Not a fan. You used to be a Notre Dame fan. Lou, Lou Holtz. I, I, I know you're not a Lou, me of that. I, I know you're not a Lou Holtz fan, but his his job that year and what he did, and who knows what kind of nefarious things he did to do that. Uh, but that I was actually a don't great care because I know everybody's great, doing that. that. Yeah, that was a great Notre Dame team, and that and 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 you can't take Lou Holtz's record as a as a head coach and turning teams around uh, and making them successful. You really can't take that part of his uh, character away from him. You really can't. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't you think say you can. So. I mean, you, you know, it, just because someone's a bad guy in your opinion, I like doesn't Holtz. mean, doesn't mean is, you can take their accomplishments. Away. No, you're absolutely right. OJ Simpson was still one of the greatest college football yes, players. And of all Andrew time. Jackson was still a pretty good president. Yeah. In, in, you know, and so was Richard sure. Nixon. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah in many ways. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm now. I'm sorry. I my I, I just my mind went blank because Joe Joe Conley says he knows the team, but he's not a clue on the player, which bothers me because I can't remember the team that beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Well, it's really fun. It's really fun, and it's like pretty unexpected. All right, so let's talk briefly about the uh, the the CFP and the and uh, and what's realistic now that. Um, Shoegate happened. Let's first talk about that game. That was a great game, first of all. It was a great game. 
Yeah. And uh, you're right, John. You've said that this entire season Defense that Kyle Trask and that offense are a cut above. There's no doubt about it. And uh, that defense is um, has been bailed out time and time again, to your oh, point. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, this time LSU, it's it's against the Gators. And ironically, it wasn't even it wasn't even in Baton Rouge no, it was in Gainesville. on a Saturday. Which it was in Gainesville. And they, um, you know, they played very hard. They played very well. And uh, obviously they got inside the Gators heads a bit because. Because uh, you know the Gators had the game won, and well, uh, that was a third down play, and he and, and the shoe came off just inadvertently. No one took the shoe off. He yeah, just the shoe, the shoe fell on the off ground during the tackle. Right. Yeah, yeah, it did, and he threw it. Unfortunate. unfortunate. It, it is. A, it is unfortunate. Um, I, I, honestly, as a Gator fan, I, it really the the loss doesn't bother me that much because again, I think the defense was exposed. I also think you have to give some credit to LSU and Coach O because they've taken so much heat this year, and everybody's saying, "Wow, they just caught lightning in a bottle uh, with Joe Burrow," and you know, got got lucky to get the right people at the right time, Auburn with Cam Newton and some other teams that you've seen this with. Um, let's remember all uh, LSU did. They lost a ton of starters to the National Football League, but they also had one of the top five recruiting classes, and they have year in and year out. They have a lot of good football players, and I think they just got tired of hearing, you know, we're uh, – you're a joke this year. Uh, it was one and done for LSU and Coach O and championships. And I think they realized, they looked at the film. They knew the Florida defense was vulnerable. And uh, I think they also caught a Florida team that look, looking past them to the SEC championship game. Um, and uh, Kyle, Kyle Trask did not play. I've lost the Heisman Trophy in my mind. You yeah, know, he, did, he didn't play right. well. He did not play well. He did not. He he um kind of choked in some in some clutch situations. He didn't. He, didn't. he, didn't he moved them down at the end with like thirty some seconds left, and they had an actually a shorter field goal to tie that game because it was a fifty five yard field goal. I believe the kid from LSU had longer his career. Well done. Fifty one for fifty one. No, no, fifty. Wait, I was it fifty five? I thought it was might might have been fifty eight. I, I thought it was 55. And, but, in any but case, your guy was 51. 51, and he's a great kicker. And 51, that's a long kick. I mean, anything over 50, I don't I don't care. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, no, no, no. Works. And I'm not blaming him, but there are, you know, if he had to do that 10 times, he'd probably hit it 7 out of 10. He didn't. That's fine. Because in my mind, the better team won that game. The better team on that night from yeah. the opening kick was LSU. And as much as I have appreciated what Dan Mullen has done with the Gators since he's taken over. And he's done a lot. He really has. He's, he is the next great coach for Florida. You know, you had Spurrier, you had a, you had to reset a little bit with, with Ron Zook. Urban Meyer comes in, you have another great coach. You have to reset a little bit with uh must champ and, and McAvane. Uh, and, and was it just those two before, uh, must champ. Yeah. And now here's Mullen and he's he, everything about him indicates that this is a good fit. Okay, so I'm going to – that's the caveat. But God almighty, he's a bit of a clam when he <laughs> when he's at a press conference because he, he essentially went to the trope of blaming the fact that they played more games than everyone else, and so therefore there's more chances for them to screw up, which I get that point. That is, that is a valid point. 
And, and with the Ohio State, a lot of people are not with the Ohio State thing. You're going to have you. You got a lot of coaches saying the very same. There's thing. no doubt about that. Yeah. And Clemson and Notre Dame had the week off for crying out loud. <laughs> so yes, that that is a point that's out there. But to use that trope, agreed. After a loss, I agree. As and it wasn't Oliver throwing the shoe either. Uh, I that was a bad, a terrible thing to do. Stupid thing to do for the young man. Um, Florida probably would have won the football game without it, but they should not have been in that position. Given what we've seen from both of the, if, if Florida had played yes, right. at 80% of what we've seen them in some games, they, they would have won that game. Maybe not won it going away because I think LSU, again, I think LSU is fired up and just tired of hearing what a disgrace they they've already self-imposed a ban on the bowl LSU. So those guys, you know, aren't going to play much anymore I, I don't know if they even they don't have any, any more games that was it that was their final game a perfect storm for a florida team that has a very flawed defense with some talented guys and a good young offense kyle pitts did not play the tight end in that game either <laughs> might have made a difference why did they impose a ban what was that about lsu it was because of booster payments uh that uh in, in the program so they imposed oh, their okay. own okay but a lot of teams are dropping I out saw, like Virginia Cavaliers as well a lot of teams are dropping out of bowl contention yeah taking their names out of the uh -huh. list they don't want to they don't want to continue uh, to play go ahead because things are dangerous and things are or or certainly they're and concerning. it would require them to not keep, dangerous. It, it would require them to almost bubble their team for this period, you know. And if there's like three weeks or four, they right. they'd have to stay on campus. They couldn't see their families. I, I understand. I'm assuming most of these programs probably took some sort of an internal poll to see where the players were. Um, this may be the one year mark, and I know you've turned around on the bowl games, but this may be the I one have. year where the players went. Um, not seeing my family for another six weeks and having to stay here or playing in the Meineke Car Care Bowl, hmm, I might go with uh, I might go with the family on that. See, one. I just need to learn to shut up because the world will eventually come to me when Which the athletes themselves, when the athletes themselves come and say, "Ah, the Meineke Bowl isn't worth it." Now, let me ask you this: I saw a um, bowl projection. Yeah, you know, I always read those because As I do used I. to read those. I used to read those all the time so I could come up with – I could tell you about all these bulls that are out there and uh, why in the hell you would be interested in them. But but I've turned the corner on that, as you know. But in this bull projection, they had South Carolina in one of the bulls. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to wait. <laughs> they travel well. I'm going to wait. I, I don't they have They have two wins. Yeah. Well – it's only well, three left in Ohio State is playing for a national championship. They have two wins, and they have, I don't know, seven losses. Right. This will be that year. Can you guys justify that, really? Well, they want to play these bowl games because, again, they're financially uh, uh -huh. important. So now it's not about the kids getting an opportunity. Now it's about what I always had a problem with because it was a naked money grab. Well, we even Jeff and I said that to you. Yeah, we talked it's, about that. It's it's uh, it's unfortunate because it's the money that drives all of these bowl games. But it the the nice thing about it is that these kids do get to play in what is to them a meaningful game. Right, even, and it's even after winning two games, Jeff. Uh, you, you know, in an SEC, and nah, it's a weird season. I mean, Ohio State's playing for the championship after only playing five, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they won all five. This is a two and seventeen. 
Yeah, but they played the uh, the South uh, Bay School for the Nuns. Right. Yeah, that's right. By the <laughs> and, they still, and they still lost. Those were the those were the two wins that South yeah. Carolina got. And listen again, these these bowls for, for now. Let me let me let me let me throw it to you this way, Mark, because uh, you know as as we know. You 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 don't care about finance and 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 money and all of that. <laughs> Clearly, obviously, but for, but for some of these cities that have been really really of the world, the for some of these cities that have been struggling through all of this, this bowl game coming in will also be a big boon for them. I, I know it it it. It, it annoys me a little too when it's when it's money going to the schools because I know they're paying their head coaches obscene amounts of money, um, and and I think that's well out of control. I don't blame the coaches. That's what the market will bear. Maybe we need to change the market a little bit. But I think for these cities that have planned these bowl games, if the argument is you're supposed to get the team that finishes sixth in the SEC, well, that may be a two win. South Carolina team, there yeah. are teams that have pulled out. So I think, again, this is the year, a couple of things. This year, I don't mind. I don't care if it's – I'd like Vanderbilt to go to a bowl game this year. I, a zero-win team. Absolutely. Send Vanderbilt to a bowl game. So what game um, would they go to? What what bowl game would they go to? Oh, the uh, Music City Bowl. Then they don't have to travel. It's perfect for them. And, and, right. and people people in that city would love them. Um, but what I would really would like was for that to have happened. And then also in this one year, expand the playoff. Expand the playoff. Then I think you wouldn't have had any complaints about those low How win far? teams. How far do you do that? Eight or 16? Uh, oh, eight at the most. I'd have been happy if they'd have just extended it to six at this point. Right now, the uh, ESPN has it out there right now that if it was eight... If it was eight, it would be number one, Alabama, against number eight, USC. I like that a lot. That's fun. Number two, Clemson, assuming they beat Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. against number seven, Cincinnati. I mean, you know, that's a tough game for Cincinnati. Hey, but if you're with the big boys, welcome to the big boys. Hey, didn't they beat Florida? They beat Florida in a Sugar Bowl a couple of years ago. Number three, Ohio State plays Oklahoma. Now that's a great game. It is. Oklahoma is eight and two. Play the six and oh Ohio State Buckeyes. I love that game. And Texas AM plays Notre Dame. Come on. It's fun. I mean yes. It's a lot of fun. That's what I'm saying. If you'd have done that and then you'd have populated the other that John. Why can't they be that agile? Well, I think there were a couple of reasons. Let, let me let me throw this out there. I think that what they dropping out of holes. Right. I think what I think what uh, the thinking was about expanding it, and I don't know any of this beyond I'm I'm using common sense, so this is clearly not why they did it. But I'll throw it out there to you. I okay. think the idea that this would be uh, as it as is proving to be later in the season and into the winter, we, we were going to have uh, a spike in cases, cold weather, the cases grow. And we've already seen they've had to cancel games throughout the season, starting back in September. I think the the I, the thought was the last thing we want to do is expand the playoff and then lose some teams going into that playoff. Uh-huh. So I think that's why six, I think you could have gotten away with. Well, but that's still there's still the same problem with that, Johnny. There is the same problem, and, but and, you have fewer. And now you're even, and now you even have less options. But but no, actually, you have you, you have additional good options because if you only have the top six, then the seven, eight, nine, ten teams that are sitting there can fill in in case you have somebody drop out. But if you go with eight, 
Now you're getting down into 11, 12, 13, depending on where you are. And I think what the thinking on that might be is that are, are those teams really worthy of being in the playoff? Now they might be, but I'm, I'm, but if you're, if you're making this decision in August or September, you know, it's hard that you don't know well, because you, Mark, you they, need to make the decision now in, in mid December. Now, what if right. they, what if they throw out a 16 team playoff saying, listen, we're willing to go eight. We're willing to go eight. And you have to know this. And it's not as if they're going to look for other teams beyond 16 to fill in the, the bracket. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. We're going to make an 18 bracket. If, if teams drop out and, and, and know that ahead of time, if that's the case, the original bracket, Coastal does, isn't in the eight team. Mm. The Coastal would be in this. It would be number one, Alabama against number 16, Buffalo. That's not a great game. <laughs> number two, Clemson against Northwestern. Not a great game, but kind of fun. That's that's a good Northwestern defense. I'm telling you. they're they're not. Oh. Ohio State's not going to roll up 50 points on them. No, Clemson. Clemson against Northwestern. No, I'm just saying that's oh, a good Northwestern right. defense. It's got to play Ohio State. They're, they're going to hold them, and I think they could hold Clemson down a little bit as well. Ohio State then plays North Carolina, who just had a great game against that's Miami. A, that's a that's a boy talking about running the ball. That, that's a pretty fun game. Yep. Notre Dame gets the draw against Coastal Carolina, which is of course very fun. It is. Texas A and M against Indiana. That's pretty fun. Yeah, that Indiana teams, even without yeah. panics, pretty good. We're looking at uh, at, at a number six. Um, let's see who's the number six team. Oklahoma, you playing USC, who's eleven yes. in this in this scenario. That's a, obviously a great a lot game. Of fun. Yep, sure is. Cincinnati plays Florida. Come on, that's beat a us. great game. I think they beat them in a Sugar Bowl, as I mentioned a few years ago. So it's a revenge game for the Gators. And a number eight Georgia and Ohio and Iowa State. Not not bad. That's not a bad game. I mean, Iowa State's played pretty well this year and only lost to the top teams. Yeah. And um, and that's it. I think that's that's it. But that those are and now if any of those games get canceled or one or two teams have to drop out, then the idea is, you know, this is assuming the NCAA is an agile organization or even half agile organization or even moves a little bit faster than a 98 year old man. They're ambulatory. That's it. Yes, are they ambulatory? Yes. And they have movement and they can use their arms and legs <laughs> on some level. Yeah, they usually uh, don't. Then they can, uh, then they can make those adjustments. Let me play devil's advocate a little bit more. You also have the problems now, you know, as teams prepare for other teams and these COVID things come up last minute. Now you're asking a team, are you going to ask those teams that, weren't initially in the playoffs and didn't practice for three weeks. Cause that's the problem too, is that the teams that are chosen at the end of the regular season um, and championship games, they're going to know we're playing on this date. We're going to keep practicing. But if it was a team that, that wasn't, and think about this, they're also probably teams that are going to play other bowl games. Then make the call after this weekend's games, like everyone else, but no you one, still want in the same one. Knows exactly. You still run in the same problem because well, if, if you have no USC, one knows who's going to be in the playoffs yet. I mean, who's going to be in the? You know, no one knows if it's going to be Texas right. But you still have the same problems if you name it. If you name everything on this Sunday, you still have the problem if you've named these teams and you've now laid out what their schedule moving forward is. And if you have, let's say, you have a USC team that is, it's decided they want to play the, you know, they're going to play in the Cotton Bowl. 
um, which isn't a part of the championship rotation, and then somebody drops out and they're the next team in. Now, not only are you dealing with the team that you have to add into the, the playoff and the team that's playing them now is to prepare for somebody else, but you've taken the team out of the Cotton Bowl and would you replace them with people, teams that haven't practiced? That's the problem. You don't have everybody practicing and ready to go. You can have a last-minute regular season situation where you – and we had that with Brigham Young, Coastal Carolina. I don't think you can do that in the postseason. All right, hang on. Sunday happens. We find out where everyone lands, and they put out a playoff schedule for 16 teams. They also put out a bowl schedule in case anyone drops out. So every so the Cotton Bowl has a backup game. No one's going to say no to the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> but if you haven't practiced for three and a half weeks, no, those games those, on a Tuesday, those teams are going to still play. They may just not know where they play. I mean, that's happening a lot. The 49ers just had to deal with that the last three weeks for quite right, a Some of those guys will be some of those teams will be playing in bowl games that happen much earlier, second week in December. And then you still have this, you know, they may they may have already played their bowl game. Well, what they can do is if it's 16, so it's two additional weekends. So that's that's the schedule, regardless. It's two additional weekends. It's the second week of January, the first week of January, and the and the last week of, of December. I just don't think logistically you can make it work. I, I just right. don't. You'd have, to, you'd have to bubble every, you know, you could, but you uh, you would really have to do like an NBA type bubble. And they're not, they're not willing to do that. And I, you know, I mean, we're always seeing teams drop out with right. opportunities to play in bowl games. So fair enough. Fair enough. All that's great. All that just continues to uh, cement you. my, <laughs> no, it just cements my uh, preconceptions and judgments of uh, and prejudices and bigotry against the NCAA. Well, no, I, we, we all understand that. My bigotry has been cemented because of the show. And, uh, you know, I mean, if I had a nickel, right, how many times my bigotry have, has been cemented? Let me tell you, in theory, I, I do agree with you, and I will, all, I will stand by the fact that I think the NCAA missed an opportunity this year to expand their playoff on a one-off basis. I know they did it because they didn't want it to be successful, because they didn't want to be locked into doing it again, but I still believe you could sell – everybody this year on a one-off because you've already you've already said that a team that played five games and you know how many competitive games did ohio state play certainly indiana was good yeah that's it they didn't play anybody else and you've accepted that they're playing for the national championship and you're doing it almost exclusively on reputation all right, let's go to uh, progressive trivia. Next set of clues. We'll do the first two so far. We've had Art Monk, and who else have we had? Any, anyone else? Did you did you give me a guess, Johnny? I have not yet. No, because okay. I can't remember who beat them in the thing. All right, played ten plus years, career numbers: seven hundred plus receptions, eleven thousand plus receiving yards, and sixty plus touchdowns. Played with multiple teams, two times All Pro, but never led the NFL in reception yards or TDs. Uh, beat Notre Dame. In the Fiesta Bowl, second so, round pick. Throwing me off. I know it's it's a great one. Uh, three playoff appearances with two teams, six time Pro Bowler. Here's the next set of clues. They should help. Never won a Super Bowl. Played for three head coaches. Played for Dennis Erickson in his only year. Not Dennis Erickson's only year, but this guy's only year with an FBS high with an FBS school, and his nickname has four syllables. 
So that's it. Let's go back and let's wow. talk about the Cleveland Indians right now. Nina yep. brought it up. She can't watch the show. She can't think about the show. She can't uh, hang with the show. She really she wants no, make eye contact with it. Anything. She wants no part of the show except she wants to throw a throw a topic in that we were going to talk about anyway. And she said something along these lines: "I cannot listen to your podcast today, but as a Cleveland fan, I would love to get your in, your intake intake or take." Uh, I, I actually, I don't even say that, uh, on the name change for the Indians down, the, down the road, Jeff knows what it is. Not sure what that means. I think it means something along it's the lines. It's an inside so thing. She's you know not happy with it, right? right. And, you, and, and, and you're not no. happy with it either, Jeff. I'm going to start a single, Not a single fan in Cleveland is happy with this. I can assure you of that. Well, hey, uh, I, listen, I've seen some. I've seen some online who have no problem with it. Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing, and I, I I certainly support it because we know my politics. But that notwithstanding, for everybody who's saying this is a cancel culture and all that, this has been going on in Cleveland for a long time. The, the I, I mean, in fact, I I have no knowledge of the Braves being picketed. Uh, even Washington, we did bring up, and I was in favor of that, and that is a much more divisive word, in, 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 I think, in everybody's mind. But there were two sides. There were also Native Americans that did not uh, have a huge, have as big an issue with it. But for, for whatever reason, and I think Chief Wahoo was part of it at that, at, at that point, because that was a little bit of a, it, it was a lot of a, 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 a offensive in today's thinking. However, that said, um, the... Cleveland, for whatever reason, uh, drew the ire of Native Americans as much or more than any of those other teams. So this is something that's been in the works for a long time. So I'm surprised yeah. that it happened when it did. And I yes, wonder why. I wonder if there are because I think if you got behind the story, there might be licensing deals that are involved. And here's my thing. And I think All Cleveland, the fans, should, what you're Cleveland fans should be happy about it because they haven't won a World Series since 1948. Exactly, Johnny. And at this point. Try something, so, you know, throw something out football, there. Look what's happening. Uniform changes, uniform changes in football. To your footballers. You guys were what? Do you had something. the second pick yeah. in the draft last year. Yep. You're a horrible franchise. The footballers changed their name and look, they're on the precipice of making. And the this playoff. has been going on with native Americans for a while. Throw it back into Mark's ballpark for a minute. It was 1972 when Stanford, who were the Indians up to that point, became the Cardinal due to well, this. California's so, always ahead of the game. Yeah. And so it's not it, it's it's surprising that it came down when it did. And I bet if we did go into it, we would find that there may be uh, licensing deals and things. The money that are situation. Well, always follow the money. Um, well, but I, and was surprised. I was surprised. Your best point is that one. Number one. Well, first of all, I think that gives it a lot more credibility because the Washington football team, uh, in some people's opinion, folded because of pressure that was happening in the country at the time and politically at the time during the summer. Yeah. There was stuff in the, on the, you know, on the front page. <laughs> I don't know if anyone looks at a front page, but I know some people do. Um, but that was in the zeitgeist. This is not. No. Which, in my opinion, gives it a little more credibility. But to your point, it's probably a money thing. And, and you know, also, I, I will – and I don't know if I ever said this on the show, but I think part of why Dan Snyder did what he did was to take uh, take some pressure off of Dan Snyder, who uh, – for the, the racist name of the team was one of the 
one of a myriad of things about Dan Snyder that that people do not like, particularly fans of the team. And I think this in some way, because there were fans who were against it, but I think in some way Dan Snyder thought, well, if I, if I do this with public sentiment against me, maybe it'll take a little pressure off all these other things. Now, and I don't know if you saw, I'm sure you saw it, Jeff. He, now he's in trouble because he said he's undermining, illegally undermining his co-owner's sale of their portions of the team. <laughs> But no one cares because he's a mess. I, I, you know that I despise Dan Snyder as a football owner just the same amount as you. But after those minority owners tried to force him out, yeah, I don't understand why the guy wouldn't then kind of push it back on them and say, "Wait a minute, tried to make me sell. Now you're going to try to sell. I'm going to undermine that." So. From Apparently a, he's from doing a, it illegally. It's not just a you know because okay. they they were pretty upfront about it all. Face. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's the surprising have, story of two twenty. Do 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 people act any better than kindergartners ever in their life when someone wrongs them? Evidently not. Not at all. Not your yeah, kindergarten. You know, your kindergartners for oh you wronged me. It's like you know what? If we took that, if we if we made that a value in life then we would all be a Sicilian village that eventually would be, there would, there would be no one there because everyone would be enacting a vendetta. At some point in time, someone's got to take a high road. I've always said, say, if I got hurt by you, I don't have to hurt you back. Eye for an eye is not a good way to go about Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder is not going to be at the front of the line of people that are going to take the high road. I promise you. Not at all. No, not at all. I I do think your other point is very good too, John, about uh, the fact that, you know, we talked about uniform changes. That makes a difference. In the NFL. Perhaps, perhaps ma- name changes make a difference. And already we have evidence that potentially that's the case. So why not? To your point, you've you've sniffed a championship twice, I think, in 72 years. And 1997 against the Marlins, you got to game seven. And in, and in 2016 against the cubs and you and you did get to game six against or game yeah game six against Against the the braves Braves in 1995 what in the hell is wrong with you to not do everything you can to change the to change the dynamic of your city who gives a flying rat's ass and your second point is well taken too is that there have been consistent protests outside yeah, this the game been a big one for a long for time years and years unlike the Braves unlike even the Redskins and some of uh, your collegiate teams as well known as the yeah yeah for whatever reason the, they were in the forefront there I don't know if that was just they had more politically active folks but that's been that's Maybe. been a big one here's the other thing though is and I always thought this you know I always thought Dan Snyder who we've already talked about how much we dislike him but I always thought if you're going to follow the money changing the name and the uniforms and everything now you've got all this other merchandise to sell and oh by the way um you're probably not going to pull all of the uh they're still uh former name of the Washington football team merchandise available on some sites as they empty out their uh warehouses for it and the skins are probably still getting a kick he's probably getting money out of that too so you know i and and if the indians announced that in 2021 they're going to stop being the indians 
No, or are they, gonna they don't know. So it, now, it may, now it may it's last. Really it may last through the next year for the Indians. Now it's incredibly profitable because everybody's going to buy up all the Indian stuff they possibly can. The, 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 that franchise pretty, is going to go move. up in value. That value. The value of that franchise is going to go up. There, There is a chance because of the fact that they have not uh, been steadfast in how they're going to do it and, and it's sort of a slow rollout process that yep. they're doing the same thing that Dan Snyder is, taking a pulse for how mm-hmm. much reaction and how much good grace they get for this and and there's a possibility because i still believe deep down in my heart that the moment dan snyder can he's going to be the redskins again maybe they're doing the same thing may getting getting a pulse for how if if the if the scrutiny will go away if maybe times will change and and maybe they continue to be the indians i don't know but honestly indians is is a is a pretty ridiculous thing because it was a mistake from the very beginning. This was right. never India. Right, right. <laughs> it wasn't. And he didn't, wasn't he, the West, he, didn't, you know. he didn't discover us either. By the way, there were already Vikings here standing on the shore, uh, blow, probably blowing the 10-point lead. Oh, yeah, who are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You that's, so, that's Swedish. That's are, not are you Italian? Ta- well, weren't they basically, I mean, Scandinavia? I, Come on. Wow! I think the Norwegians may have an argument with you. Yeah, I think they. I think they might. Yeah, a okay. little bit. A little bit. Fair a little bit. So but Norwegians uh, have a different accent than Swedes. I, yeah, everybody's you, got a different. Can you accent. can you break it's, that down? It's, no, it's not like Mid Atlantic versus you know versus South Mid Atlantic is what. You're, oh, there's a big saying. there's a, just Virginia. Take I'm from Northern Virginia, and there's a bit and, and I you know the kind of nasal admiral thing that yeah, I'm going to. Northern Virginia is you know. But Southern Virginia is I, is, is the South. I I think I think I can break this down in a very legitimate uh, scientific way. I think that the difference between Sweden and Norway is that if you had a Norwegian chef instead of instead of being like it would be like he would be much more 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 aggressive, much more aggressive. Which is why they were the Vikings. Sure, they were out there. Never get enough credit. The Vikings. They were Vikings did a lot more. Vikings were bad people. Vikings were very bad people. Says the Portuguese guy. Good yeah, well, Lord. I, I the reason know. it's called a Portuguese man of war, you know. There's a yeah. warring people. No, they were they were they were very much that way. And and obviously so was all of Europe. They were just the best at the time. But uh, you know, and then England became the best of all time, and that's why they are responsible for most of the ills of the world right now. Oh, a European, European, yes, I was going to Eng- say the English. The English are the are really responsible for most of the ills of the world right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, Riley Claremont, they're you're echoing our friend Riley Claremont. I agree wholeheartedly, but yes, the Portuguese have a very they're a warring people featured role in the imperialistic takeover. Oh, yeah. And, you know, colonization of innocent people. There is no doubt about that. <laughs> but the Norwegians, I'm not sure they did anything any better. Let's go to our uh, progressive trivia. And no one's gotten it right. I knew they wouldn't because you did, you couldn't get UCLA or not UCLA. I'm sorry. Or, oh, see, I almost gave it away. UConn. There's a, there's let's, a, let's there's a question as I to played. how many of these clues are true, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I'm getting back channel messages. But from who? From Lenny. 
which means he's using his performance enhancing device. True in terms of what? In terms of the 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 bowl they just game? feel like they just feel like when they can't get the answer using their Google, there's got to be a reason, and it must be <laughs> that you put some kind of lie clue in there. Right. They're like, dude, I've been googling this for thirty minutes, and I can't get the answer. Mark must have put some untruth, some mistruth in there. Tell me the team, Mark. I I there is a he slight mis- there is a slight mistruth yeah, in the first clue. Two-time All-Pro, but never led the NFL in. Re- it should have been receptions or TDs. He did ah. lead the NFL in reception yards one See, year. Well, then clearly the answer right. is. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, the word yards is a mistake. Yeah. Well, it would have been receptions or TDs. All right. Yeah. Let's keep he going. Did the, he did the, lead the league in reception yards one year. So maybe that's the thing that, that could have been the thing. I'm sure. I'm, I, I'm, I know. I know the answer to this question but only because it's right here in front of me. All right. So the next set of clues are these after 10 plus years, we've seen these, uh, the next set of clues beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. I think that's just a wonderful clue. Second round pick third playoff, three playoff appearances with two teams. You know what? Yeah. Johnny. Yeah. I think Lenny got it right. Six time pro bowler. Do you know, do you know the, the game? Well, obviously you do never won a Super Bowl play with three head coaches. That was, um, the three head coaches were Dick LeBeau, I believe, and uh, Marvin Lewis and Bill Belichick. Played for Dennis Erickson in his only year with an FBS team. This is not Dennis Erickson's only year. Obviously, mm-hmm. that would, you know, obviously. Uh, it was Oregon State. His nickname has four syllables. It is Chad Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oregon State uh, beat Oregon Notre State Dame. beat Notre Dame. Yeah. Now I, now I remember. One. Yeah. That, so, that yard threw me off. So... <laughs> Okay, I'm so thinking of that story. Literally, let's go into that because remember the remember the Armed Forces Bowl versus the Alamo Bowl. I mean, yeah. I I have a reputation for throwing out something wrong along the mm-hmm. way to throw yeah. everyone off. Uh, but honestly, Lenny, now I'll admit it. Honestly, Lenny and or Joe, I know he's gone. Or John, did that throw you off? I know it didn't. No, I know not it was at all. Festival. No, I'm Festival, a little upset. Oh, get out. Oh, no, I was lying about the back channel messages. Oh, okay. Absolutely <laughs> not true. Uh, and, I, and I would not have gotten it. And, and I'm, I'm kicking myself because I knew Dennis Erickson had coached at Oregon State. So I should have known that. But I'm wrong. Yeah, it was Derek, Dennis Erickson who went to Oregon State and they lost only one game that year. They beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. And then the 49ers made the ill-fated decision to hire him to take Steve Mariucci's place. And the rest is the rest. Speaking of which, if we can change uh, gears for a second, that tweet that I sent you, Mark, earlier about coaches in the Southeastern Conference since Nick Saban started at Alabama. They had 13 schools. Now, Texas A&M was not in the Southeastern Conference initially. They came, so two of these coaches didn't really coach in the SEC, but they did coach at Texas A&M. So one coach at Alabama. Jeff, how many coaches do you think the other 13 schools have had in that period of time? 39. Not bad. 49. 49 coaches. So it's almost four coaches per team, and LSU only had two. LSU only had two. Uh, Florida had only, four. what did they have, three? They had four. four. Oh, South Carolina only had three. 
He's right. South and Carolina. Only, and only recently because yeah. they fired Muschamp this year. Right, right. But it's still just yeah. remarkable when you look at it um, that they've had that many. And some of them I'd forgotten. My goodness. Um, it's uh, – we. It, we, we said it on here before teams that continually change their coach and their coordinators generally don't have success. You, that, you got to ride with people for a bit. You do. And I, and we, we have said this before about Alabama and how boring it's gotten to have the rich gotten richer. Well, we looked at Alabama prior to Nick Saban getting there and they had a 30, 35 year history where they had one championship and multiple coaches. Mm-hmm. The coach makes a difference. And uh, and you've mentioned this too, Jeff. Is that the coach? The coach is the program mm. in in a lot of ways. And uh, the only yes, argument you have a he made head- for how much they get paid. Yeah, you have a huge head start if you're Alabama because you're Alabama. So the second you start winning, then all of a sudden, all of those previous 35 years of sins right. are immediately forgiven. If you're Coastal Carolina and you start winning, eh, it takes a little while. Yeah, and you lose your coach anyway, so it, it exactly. drops off the table at How that point. How about Scott Frost leaving UCF? Is that one of the worst decisions ever of a head coach? It's, I mean, I'm sure he's getting a lot more jury's, money. Jury's still out on that because he hasn't had enough time to make Nebraska his He's had yet. three years. Yeah, yeah, but it's still it's not enough time to make it I, yours. I think the jury's, year was, I think the jury's walking in the room, though. Maybe, maybe they're still out, but they're coming towards the door. The, the, the jury is deliberating. Yes, they, they the are. Jury may be at the end of their deliberations. All right, fair enough. All right, problem, well, that's it. I think, hold on, I, do, I just want to say this about. I think the problem about it more, Jeff, than you know, the amount of time is what they've what we've seen on the field, where the lack of improvement in a lot of places on the field. In some ways, they've gotten worse. Um, I don't think they should have ever moved to the Big Ten. I think it hurts them, frankly. I think they yeah. should have stayed where they were. And yeah, I also so. think that much like. Notre Dame and some of your other northern, colder area schools. Um, I think Nebraska probably has the bar set where it was in the Osborne years, and I don't think that's where the bar is set for them anymore. And I and I also think that that uh, in the Osborne years, you could recruit out of Texas to get people to go to Nebraska, and there's so many schools that are competing now in and around Texas that it's harder to recruit the kids from where they're really good. And plus, you have a lot fewer scholarships than you did in those era, and you could pack guys in. And also, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, uh, before we get out of here, just throw this out here. There was a time when this happened at Alabama, when Bear Bryant was there and shortly thereafter, uh, kids grew up just wanting to play there. And they would go without scholarships to go play there because they were big state schools. They weren't that expensive. That happened all the time in Nebraska. You just don't have that anymore. You just don't. And television exposure, you can go to Coastal Carolina and have 11 games on television now. It's true. So it's a lot of fun. We covered a lot of ground today. Uh, We will cover more ground Wednesday and then Friday. If we have a show on Friday, it's John Pelkey's uh, first day of being the voice of the Toronto Raptors. And we will uh, we will continue to matriculate down this road. But it is championship Saturday coming up. Notre Dame is going to play Clemson. That's the biggest game out there. And it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about and to see. It's too bad. It is too bad that the Gators aren't uh, playing the the Crimson Tide, to tell you the truth. I, if I'm Alabama good. loses to a two-loss Florida team, are they still in? Oh, 
you're right. They are. They still are playing. They're, they're in. No, they're in. They clinched. That's why I said looking forward. You know, they were already in the championship game. So of course they're still in. Yeah, they're still in because they only have one loss. Okay. And how many undefeated teams are there? The only undefeated team would be in the Power Five would be uh, Ohio State, which is has an asterisk next to it, and uh, Notre Dame. So, yeah, they'll they're in no matter what. Does Florida get in if they beat no Alabama? Probably because, uh, not. They don't like so, two lost teams. They don't like. I've two seen teams. this before. You've seen this before, John. When Florida loses a game at the end of their season, that knocks them out. They usually, uh, it's usually a hangover game with with a championship game or the bowl game afterwards. It's usually kind of they they've lost to Louisville before. You've seen it where they just don't show up, and I hope that's not the case. I think Mullen's a better coach than that. I really do. I don't think he's a very good spokesperson, but I think he's a better coach than that. And I'd love to see them give it, give them a game. But we'll talk about all of those games and uh, the footballers, as well as uh, Jalen Hurts is. Uh, didn't even talk about Buffalo the being the best game. team in football. We didn't talk about the Bills being the best team in football. We haven't talked about them yet, uh, but they're not. But they clearly will be in the championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. There's no doubt about that. For John Pelkey, Jeff Taylor, and we'll talk about uh, you know. Maybe, tweaking after further review in a bit uh, as we hit our 100th show coming up. Uh, I'm Mark Ferrer. It's been a lot of fun. Stay safe, everyone. We don't have that much more to go. Stay safe. Hang in there. And we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Wednesday.